Hello and welcome to Carnivore and More. Yes, we're back. Yes, we've gotten through the apocalypse. Today, I'm coming to you from... The Movement and Arts Co-op of York County. Excellent. So, uh, everybody out there, you're going to be familiar with my two guests. Uh, you're not familiar where... Well, actually, you are familiar from where we're recording right now. Um, so... If you'd like to each introduce yourself, um, again, everybody, these guys have been here before and they're, they're a couple of pros at this. Uh, I am Chris Byrne. I am the co-owner of Meta Movement. I am Clarissa Rubin and I am the, the former co-owner of Meta Studios. Excellent. Um, so I'm talking to you guys today because... Uh, we're still in the middle of COVID, corona, pandemic, whatever's going mm -hmm. on. But the big thing, and I think a lot of us have seen this, is we can't do business the same way we used to do it. So small business owners have had to adapt, change, rethink, redo, whatever it takes to, to survive. Um, and I can say that I was actually, I guess I was a bit more invested because I could see everything on social media that you guys were going through trying to keep your dream going. Yeah. So I thought it was important um, with a little nudging mm -hmm. um, to talk mm -hmm. about this. And I, and, and I think it's also important for you guys to get out there what you're doing different to weather this storm. Um, and I think this is an important public service annou announcement. We are six feet apart but we are all wearing masks. Yes. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. So where do yeah. you guys want to start with your story today? Oh, geez. I guess back in January when we had made the decision to expand and open at an entirely new location, a second location, um, that would better suit the needs of our growing uh, yoga program, um, here at the mill, we love the energy, the, um, the hustle, the bustle, the ambience, everything that goes on here. Um, but it was a whole lot of yang <laughs> for the type of yoga that we um, specifically were offering. So uh, with that being said, we had an opportunity um, to move up the street into a beautiful, newly renovated custom outfitted um, studio that, you know, our goal was really to have the mill be comprised of all of our fitness, our aerial, our bar, all of those high energy offerings. And then up the road uh, would focus on the yoga program. And we actually also at the same time, again, just because the opportunity was there at the time, the investments were there, uh, opened a cycling studio as well. So that meant we purchased outright um, 11 brand new <laughs> Matrix CXC cycles. Um, so we had, we had a lot invested there. And, um, but it was happening. Things were, things were growing and it felt like we were moving in a really good direction. And then mid-March happened. <laughs> and it was just like, boom, we're closed. You know, so fortunately, we had done some good money management over the past three years. So we were able to still pay our rents and, you know, pay a lot of our teachers offered to, you know, to take no pay. And they, you know, taught for free. We did classes on Zoom, all under the hope that it was just going to be temporary. And here we are four months later. <laughs> And uh, I mean, we do have the green light at this point to open. Um, but I think there was a point, maybe it was, what would you say, Chris? When did we first talk to you about the mm. dissolve of Meta Studios? Er, early May, I think, when uh, it seemed like there was no end in sight at that point. Yeah. It was starting to have some some honest conversations around what does sustainable look like? Um, yeah, the money was definitely running out. Um, and it started to feel really heavy. And 
I honestly have just been so tired. I mean, I've been in this business for 22 years now, and I just kind of felt like I wasn't any further ahead than I was 22 years ago. Um, and I've had other doors, career opportunities open themselves to me um, that I step through and I am loving that has nothing to do with health and fitness. Um, well, financial fitness, but maybe that's another podcast we can talk about. Um, so anyhow, I, I really, I felt for me it was just time to kind of pass the torch. I was just tired and, um, you know, right and left, we were starting to see other studios close and I had a lot of honest conversations with other people who are like, you know what, just walk, just walk. Uh, my issue is we, uh, we signed a commercial lease. I'm a personal guarantee on two commercial leases right now. And yeah, we're in the middle of a pandemic, you know, um, but to me, I take that financial obligation very seriously, and I wasn't going to just walk away. So that's kind of when all the brainstorming um, started happening. Like, well, geez, okay, how can we just keep the rent paid? How can we keep this going? Um, so Chris and Molly made the, the decision to take over the meta name, which makes me so happy. I'm probably going to cry at some point during this podcast. <laughs> You're gonna have to check. Um, because like meta is like loving kindness and like Chris and Molly have been with us since day one. And from the day they both walked through the door, it was like, oh, dude, you're meta. <laughs> like, you know, there's like no way around it. So, um, so I feel really happy that they've taken on the venture um, as co-studio owners. But now the issue that they have is they're doing a, a virtual studio, right? So that means that they have no physical space and need a physical space at some point, hopefully, you know, and even for some people, they don't have that space in their house, you know, without kids running through or, or pets or just, the, the stuff that's in your house, you know, it's like when you want something to look kind of professional, it's hard to do that from your bedroom or for your, ba you know, I was teaching from my basement. Um, so, you know, maybe it could be a win-win here where those people who need studio space can rent studio space <laughs> here at the, you know, former uh, Meta Studios. Um, I'd like to say this was a fresh idea but it's actually something that I tried to do 10 years ago, almost to the day. <laughs> like the, my life right now is running so parallel to a decade ago. Again, it makes me wanna go because it's, it's, it's just astonishing to me. So, um, you know, 10 years ago, I, I solo by myself owned a little yoga studio here in the mill. It was on the other side of the mill. Um, I was three years into business, had built it from nothing. When, when we first rented, I say we, when I first rented the space, it had no walls even. Right? I just have a really handy dad and uh, an amazing family and friends, and they helped me build like this vision, this little dream of a yoga studio. So it was about three years in. It was mid-March 2010. And we found out that we were going to move to Albany, New York, because my husband uh, matched there for residency. So it was like, oh, like just like, man, like this little dream of mine, three years in, and just like have to slam the door shut. And so I didn't want to see it turn into something else. Um, so I did make an attempt to turn it into a co-op. And I had three, four, maybe five instructors that were interested in together paying the rent and using the space to teach their own yoga classes. Um, it didn't last. <laughs> you know, but. But the situation back then, I was just on a month-to-month. -month. I, had, I had, you know, um, finished my lease obligation, and 
Um, so it was just a shot in the dark, you know, because I just didn't want to see all that love that was poured into that little space. It was sort of like my gift to my hometown, right? Like, yeah. here's this little co-op. So it just, it's kind of funny that, okay, 10 years later, mid-March, you know, pandemic, like, boom, closed. And um, so trying to make a go at this idea of a co-op where we can have a community space. Right. Like, Again, I said I've been doing this a long time, so when I've been teaching, a lot of times it's been mainly in gyms or in community centers or schools or through adult ed programs. And a lot of times when you're teaching in, for programs like that, for community-based programs, um, classes are typically inexpensive, but you're also teaching in like a dingy classroom or like, a cafeteria or you know some place that wasn't curated for yoga um, and so I guess it's always been you know I, I'm, I'm a big rooter for the underdog and for the underserved and um, like how wonderful to be able to offer a nice space like a pretty <laughs> space um, with with like clean props <laughs> and, um, you know so this is where it's it's kind of like my second chance I guess at this point but I do have to make it very clear that none of this would be happening if it wasn't for Chris um, because Chris is really I'm like the creative and I've always been that way I have a hard time taking ideas and bringing them to fruition like I'll give you a ton of ideas but you know it's like the follow-through <laughs> just not always there so Chris uh, one day he was just like hey so I like did this website check it out <laughs> right and it was like oh my gosh it was like this amazing website where people can go on and literally book their own studio space see what's available pay right there I like it was just like amazing and mm -hmm. so um he's like my champion here which <laughs> but he's also invested in the sense that he needs a space to teach from right right yeah and um yeah and i think a lot of people are in that boat right now like we were just talking right about how all these little little studios are closing because they can't accommodate the social distancing requirements um Financially, I mean, for the most part, as a yoga studio owner, I don't know, maybe I'm only speaking from my experience, but it's not really like bringing a whole lot of money in. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's only because we manage money well that we were able to last like three months. Right. Um, so, so, yeah, I really would love to be able to serve those people that that hustle yeah. right so the people that are out just doing doing the work and um they have their own following they just need a space and it's a lot of, it's a big commitment to like open a studio yeah. there's overhead yep you have the commitment of a commercial lease where you're most likely going to have to sign a personal guarantee you have you know, all the cost of, of props, and you have utilities, and, and you have instructors. You know, like my hope is that teachers will have a real chance to make a living doing this type of work under this model, mm -hmm. right? So this idea that now this studio isn't just mine, like we all own it. It's like, hence, a co-op, right. <laughs> like, yeah. cooperative, like, let's, let's share this and be in this together and, and support each other. Um, God, I just rambled for a really long time. <laughs> so what I find amazing um, from your first podcast to this podcast yeah. You've completely forgotten that you have a microphone now. Right. <laughs> but it's because you're passionate. I mean, yeah. I don't know if people really get what you both went through. Um, and I say, and it truly is a benefit to know people and see them struggle. 
You go, oh, I get it. So you're super passionate. You're like, look, this happened, but now I'm rebuilding. This is what we're doing. And then Chris comes out of nowhere with a website and goes, hey, like, let's do this. Yeah. So what were you thinking, Chris, that day that you gave Chris a call? And you're like, hey, check this out. <laughs> um, I think where my head was at was in a couple of, of places. One was thinking about, okay, on one hand, Molly and I have this opportunity to carry, carry this amazing community, this amazing meta community, and, and what that means um, to be able to carry that forward and, and continue, continue that legacy. Uh, the other, on the other hand, there was this, uh, this realization that we've seen because I've had Carissa as my teacher and mentor now for a few years, um, showing me what it takes to run a business. Mm -hmm. So not just like a teacher in the sense of making me a better teacher of movement, which got that in spades as well, um, but the, the back end. So what does it mean to run a business and run an operation? And, and from day one almost, I feel like I was shown the, the all the details, the good, the bad, and the very, very ugly. Because um, it's all there, and I don't think uh, in an Instagram world, which so much of the yoga and, and Western yoga is, like, you just don't see it, right? It's all headstands on beautiful Costa Rican mountaintops. Um, it's not sitting there and having sessions and crying over the fact that are the numbers aren't there or the numbers have disappeared or how do we pay a living wage to teachers who spend thousands of thousands of dollars to get educated on how to do this work? Um, how do we fairly pay them without completely mortgaging our own individual future? So like there's all like that business stuff that goes into it. Um, so thinking about, all right, how do we carry this future forward? Now I'm walking into it eyes wide open around what the challenges are from an operational business sense and just realizing like there's absolutely no way that that we would be able to do it and take over a physical space right now. Like it's just we would be done in less than two months. I mean, it would just it would be worthless to even try it. Um, so think about this vision of a co-op and what does that mean and how can we bring that to fruition um you know we talked a little bit around like co-working spaces like those exist and those seem to work pretty well and um here in the mill it's three very easily definable spaces that can be rented individually all serving sort of a whole wide variety of purposes so like there's some meat on the bones there to think about like, oh, yeah, we can really bring this thing to life. Um, but then, like, the last piece, I think, was how do you make it easy and affordable? Um, you know, my professional, outside of being a movement uh, teacher, um, you know, my professional background is in, in the customer experience world. So for me, it's all about low-effort customer experience, right? I don't want to make it a big thing, a big production for someone to want to rent a studio space, right? We don't want to make a huge overblown commitment of, oh, you need to sign on for a three-year membership and it's like all this money and all this upfront money when sometimes like all a teacher needs is just an hour. It's like, how do you do that, right? And then can we start to build out a business model which looks like okay, yeah, we can maybe achieve this and pulling all the levers and um, trying to figure out where that balance is to get to a place where anybody, like anybody can come into this beautiful space, they can just go onto the website, pick a spot, put in a credit card number, and boom, they've rented the space for an hour, three hours, whole studio, one of the smaller studio components, like whatever, it's like so easy to do. 
um, that hopefully that will generate, um, just make it like that much easier, right? Um, so yeah, it was just really kind of like thinking about Carissa's vision and the idea and then just seeing what tools are out there now. Um, so versus compared to like 10 years ago, mm-hmm. nowadays technology is, you know, uh, a little bit more evolved and there's some better, um, better tools out there um, to be able to make all of that stuff sort of come, come alive. So in this space, um, I know we're, we're talking about like, hey, this is a space for all these yoga instructors that maybe lost their business or... Or personal trainers, or massage therapists, or movement teachers of any kind. Or can I just add in that I have a group of gals who are renting to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> like, it's like a spit. You know, even when you think about the big space we have with social distancing, yep. someone wants to throw their daughter a baby shower, or there's like a bachelorette party, or like whatever it is. Like. I'm thinking if it's legal, we have a space. Okay. <laughs> it's, and it's, you know? it's like, it's really like you think about like the sense of the word community mm-hmm. and this being like a true community space where anything. Photographers. That's why we. Anything. Artists could come yeah. in here and do an exhibition mm-hmm. and have plenty of space to be able to move around, show off the work. There's these beautiful, huge walls, which are just begging to have artwork mm-hmm. hung on. And you don't need to go through a small gallery where you would have to limit the number of people there or commit to whatever show. And then that gallery gets some percentage of sales. I mean, it's, it would be like, yeah, it, and it's super cheap. Like, and, that, and that's the thing too, when I was saying before about those people who have the fire, who have the hustle, who like are, are committed to their own brand and their own offerings. And, you know, it's hard to do that, to teach at a multitude of, um, of studios or gyms. Like there are non-competes out there where if you teach here, you can't teach within a five mile radius anywhere else. Or, um, you know, it's just, there's a, there's a lot of competitiveness I think that makes it really hard to um, teach at a lot of places and you know make a decent living. So, you know, I think if I have ten people that I know are going to come to my yoga class because they like me as a teacher and they'll follow me wherever I go, I bring ten people in. They each pay me ten bucks. Easy math. How much is that? One hundred dollars. <laughs> I've paid 20 or $30 to rent a space yep. and that's it. Yeah. So essentially I'm walking away being able to make 70 or $80. For an hour whereas if I'm time. working yeah. at the gym, I'm making 25, 35, maybe, maybe 40 at a studio. You know, so it's really, you have to be a go-getter. Right. You have to be someone who, uh, um, who doesn't expect the people to just show up, but you're going to go find your people, right? So that's kind of like when it comes to yoga, fitness, trainers, things of of that nature, like I really want to serve those people that are doing the work. They're like out there, they're working so hard and maybe it becomes a stepping stone. Maybe it's them dipping their toes in. Hey, could I own my own studio? Could I open my own space? How successful could I be, right? So now they're able to kind of test those waters without all the commitment. Um, you think about too, like a lot of a lot of yoga teachers over time also accumulate private clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of having one-on-one sessions, and we think about like the current climate with with COVID and all that sort of stuff. There's Maybe in the past where it'd be like, oh, yeah, sure, come on over. We can just set up in my living room. And now maybe there's a little bit of that hesitancy of, I don't know if I want anyone else in my house, and I don't know if I want to go to your house. Great, here's a space here, which is clean, accessible, Mm -hmm. is cheap enough where it's not going to eat into any of that money that you're making um, as an instructor with a private client. Um, So it's it's just this other option. you know, from a meta movement perspective, uh, as Molly and I are thinking about our programming, um, of as 
really virtual, being a virtual studio, our classes are going to be still live online classes. Um, but in my in my house, um, I can't really broadcast um, like from from my yoga space in my house, and so I'm like, well, I need a space to be able to do that, and so I'll be able to come here, bring in my laptop, plug into the internet, get the webcam going, do the whole thing, and be able to teach my class here, um, and not break the bank while doing it. Right. Um, so it's it's just like one of those options. Uh, which is going to help make us, as we travel down whatever this new adventurous path will be, um, makes it that much easier to find success and sustainability. Okay. So, so essentially, um, I don't think people using the space, you really can't call them clients. Um, I think you guys kind of nailed it on the head. It's the community using the mm -hmm. space. Is there any type of community member maybe you don't want in the space, or is it just come in, be respectful, clean, and we're good to go? Or absolutely, okay, yeah. Um, it's interesting because our neighbors here at the mill mm -hmm. are Think Tank co-working. Yep. yep, Mark Feldman, who's amazing and has been just such like an inspiration and so helpful, like just um, you know really helpful in in creating the model and what this could look like yeah um and so i love the the community aspect of it because mm -hmm. i know over at think tank um like they'd all have lunch together or you know like it really did become a community right so i would love to see that exchange between yeah. um between instructors and teachers and providers and um, so we've talked a little bit about the idea of implementing memberships so you can become a member right. of the co-op. So, you know, you could come in, rent off the street, yep. no problem. But if you want to commit to a membership of um, some sort, nominal membership fee, but that would get you a discount on your hourly studio rental rate. Right. It would give you um, access to, we created a little study lounge out yep. in the back. So we have, we repurposed two of the dressing rooms into individual workstations. So say, you know, Chris needs to come in and needs to work on the website or someone needs to write a blog or work on their schedules, you know, because there is some admin that goes along with uh, even, you know, teaching yep. health and fitness classes. Um, so to have additional perks like that, and then you have also that sense of belonging. Um, so I will have some large uh, bulletin boards. Mm -hmm. So for members, they can post in-house flyers of upcoming events, which will you know, hopefully spark interest as people come through the space. Um, if you're a member, you'll get a listing on our website, so oh, we'll have nice. a directory page. Okay, that's great. So again, you could look at that membership fee as now marketing and advertising. Yeah. Um, which, what do you spend on Facebook ads or Google ads or anything like that, um, where you could go to the webpage and uh, it'll have, you know, providers or, or some tab on there, and it'll have your picture, it'll have um, a little write-up, and then a direct link to your website. Um, so again, keeping it easy, right? Where we're not having to, um, you know, list what everybody's doing in the space, but we can put a link there so yeah. they can go find out all the other things that, um, that these providers do. So oh, that's awesome. And one of the, uh, one of the benefits that come from that too is, and I feel like from day one, um, when I first met Chris, I feel like this has been a running theme uh, through our relationship. It's been this idea of um, no one person, no one studio, like owns. I'm using air quotes. Owns <laughs> the uh, like the method of movement. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and there's this tendency to be like very isolated pockets of my way is the right way and at my studio this is the way that we do it here and this real sense of not wanting to share knowledge or share insights or just like sit on the couch and just kind of like think up and ask questions about so why does the body move this way or 
oh, you said this thing in class. Like, can we experiment with that a little bit? Or what is your training? Oh, you're a massage therapist? Oh my gosh, you know way more about anatomy than I do. Can I have a conversation with you about um, muscles in the body, right? And by having this co-op membership place where there's these diverse perspectives coming in with, with no agenda outside of just wanting to do the thing that we love with people who are on their own journeys in, in this wellness space is to be able to like brainstorm and learn from each other yeah. and, and just do it without any of like the, the icky stuff that's out there. Fear-based. Like that fear-based <laughs> scarcity mindset of like, oh no, like all, all these ideas are mine. Like really, I'm pretty sure humans have been moving their body for, <laughs> for a very long time. And yeah, yeah. none of us are inventing new ways to do that, right? Um, so just trying to, like, if, if I can work with people who have different backgrounds than I do, and right. if I can learn from them, yeah. I'm gonna become a way better teacher. Um, and that's been evident just in my own journey as a teacher. Um, learning from different backgrounds, experiences, skill sets. Right? You learn different vocabulary, you learn new things, and it just makes you a better teacher for your students and clients. So. That's awesome. That, I didn't even think of it that way, like you're taking barriers away from, oh, this is mine. Yeah, I've, I've been trying to take barriers away for a really long time. <laughs> <laughs> I've approached so many local business owners yeah. many times like just saying let's work together right we can do you know like yeah. let's just work together some way somehow you know and but um yeah, yeah like some some of the best learnings i've had and some of the biggest breakthroughs i've had as a teacher has been like for hours carissa Lindsay and i would be dissecting warrior two right <laughs> and 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 just for for an hour and a half just be sitting there and like oh how much goes into a warrior two and then you start thinking about it you're like oh my gosh there's a whole lot that goes into it and how how can we adapt it for different bodies and and different abilities and and then you start experimenting and all of a sudden you're like oh now i carry that knowledge with me and yeah. now when i meet somebody who is in Maybe they have a different shaped body or a different ability or whatever. Now I can, I can help that person achieve what it is that they want to achieve and not just be stuck in this mindset of like, oh, I was only taught the one way and that's all I've got. Right. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's, that's actually pretty powerful when you think about it. Like, huh. So again, the journey of the podcast, it evolved from me being like, I eat meat and lost <laughs> weight to oh, I need to understand everything. Um, so I think in my perspective, what I see, what, what Chris is building and what you're building, you could actually just really kind of build a group of teachers in this community mm -hmm. that are better, they're educated, and because they're better educated because they worked with everybody in the community, now they're passing on better services to their students that's actually a wild idea because when you think of working with a personal trainer or doing privates with an instructor and stuff, me as a student, I get into the mindset that you are the be-all, end-all. Mm -hmm. But what if you're so educated, I still see you as the be-all, end-all, but you each can go in like 10 different directions with the same thing. That's actually pretty, pretty incredible. Like. Huh. Yeah, because like, like you're, wherever you are at yep. now in this moment yep. um, along your journey is totally different than the next person. Right. And the next person. Right. And the next person. So your needs are going to be wildly different yeah. than the next person and the next person. So for me to be the best possible teacher I can be, I need to be able to draw from a huge toolbox right. to be able to put something that works for you, right? And my hope would be that while fundamentally, like my, my, the foundation of who I am is, will come through as a teacher and that won't change very much. Right. Um, but my hope is that if you're coming to me with whatever it is that you need, I'm able to deliver that. And then the next person, w totally different set of parameters, maybe 
you know, different shape body, different physical ability, whatever it is, I can still meet them exactly where they are and deliver whatever it is that they need as well, like from that technical skill set perspective. Or because Chris, being a member of the co-op, right. could actually refer his client to someone who specializes in that particular field or area. Right. Right. So you're also expanding your network of referrals. Yeah. Which, I mean, I've had people so grateful that I would, be, like body work especially, I'd be like, you know, I really, I don't think massage is what you need. I really think you need to go see a physiotherapist. You know, like having those referrals in your back pocket and then it becomes very collaborative again, right? Very yep. cooperative again yeah. where it's like, oh, yes. So now when the physiotherapist has someone yeah. that says you could benefit from regular massage, here's Carissa's card. Yep. You know, it's like you're building really this whole network of, of providers, of services. And I think to students, it's kind of it's funny, you're actually getting a bigger bang for your buck working in this system. Mm-hmm. So you or Chris working with me, maybe there's something specific I need. You guys already know it because you've been a part of this community. Whereas maybe previously, if you were just the single instructor, your way is the right way. Let me research. Let me find out. Let me do this. Eh, You're going to need this. This It's going to cost more Mm -hmm. compared to either one of you off the top of your head. Be like, oh, let's just try this angle. This is going to be better for your back. So people out there, you need to understand you're also, I guess at the end of the day, you're saving money working in this method. Mm-hmm. Um, and under this method, I, yeah. I also think there's greater opportunity to offer classes at lower rates yeah. because you're not having to make sure you cover your salaries yep. and your overhead. Yeah. So now, you know what? I can charge $8 yeah. for a class instead of 15 or 16 Yeah. Um, because I'm still walking away with enough money in my pocket to make me feel like that was an even exchange. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny how... And, and I, I think I'd be the first to admit, to, to admit I'm not exactly a spiritual person, and I've struggled with it for years, but I kind of feel like maybe I believe in more the power of the universe. So I feel like mm-hmm. the universe through COVID at all of us Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then both you in the middle of it went, uh-oh, something needs to change. And you guys came out on the other side and went, yeah, yeah, screw you, COVID. We're going to do it this way now. And I'm appreciating you guys want to, I, I actually think your model is going to invest you guys more in the community, mm-hmm. um, which is which is huge. Cause and I feel I... I feel like I needed the shakeup. Yeah. Because I would have just been walking through the fog, getting by yep. for two and a half more years. Yeah. Until I could just walk away and right. feel okay with it. You know, so it's like, it's, I do, I do, I believe there's a reason. Yeah. You know, there's a reason and there's a purpose. And, um, like I said, I'm just so grateful that Chris, <laughs> Chris was like, this is going to happen. I'm going to make it happen. <laughs> so was there any aspect when you guys started working on this together? Were you kind of like the proud mom? You're like, he's going to go into business for himself. <laughs> he's got this figured out. Yeah, like, we did not sugarcoat. I yeah. have to say, like Lindsay and I, we, you know, we definitely urged Chris and Molly in the direction of, you know, steering the meta ship. But I don't think we in any way, like, sugar-coated or you know like this is this is tough like yeah. and i have been so transparent with chris chris has seen me in a puddle like you know crying like walk in and find me in the corner like rocking like back and forth crying um you know uh it's just yeah i'm like super excited for yeah. that i have i have a lot more passion yeah for them, <laughs> then, <laughs> then I, I think I was just tired, you know, yeah. I'm just tired. Yeah. I just, it, it's time for, for a new, a new way for me, but I feel passionate about this. Like, yeah. that's what I mean. I, yeah. I really want to serve. Yeah. And I think that this is an opportunity because I don't, I'm not looking at this as a money-making model. Right. I'm looking at this, like, I need to pay the rent. Yeah. I like flat out, yep. I'll tell it like it is. I just need to pay the rent. Right. I'm not looking to make millions. Right. 
So I can offer what I can offer as long as it pays my rent. Exactly. <laughs> you know, okay. um, so, so to be able to, to gift, you know, essentially these, these different things that I've birthed over the years, <laughs> essentially, you know, like just, just keep it going. Yeah. That's, that's like, thanks enough is yeah. just to keep it going. That's awesome. So yeah, and it's, it's truly like, a, a, to say it's a gift, I think to the, the wellness community yeah. of, I think all of Southern Maine anyways is, um, sounds like maybe like a little overstated, but I, I don't think it is cause it's over two decades of expertise. Right. Um, that Carissa has built massage therapist, personal trainer, yep. yoga teacher, all of the different things and is really like, is this expert and pioneer, I think in terms of breaking down these walls of exclusivity and focusing on, on the message of, of getting these practices out in an accessible way and it's like sharing this playbook yeah freely like yeah. just being like here's here's the playbook of all my wins and all my beats and here's this gift that i can offer to the entire community of movement professionals who i think at times may have given you the cold shoulder unnecessarily <laughs> um but rising above it and and just being like come and grow your business, grow your brand, yeah. grow with your students, grow as a better teacher. And you can do that here in a place that is easy and affordable. Yeah. So for you, was there, did you feel like a proud parent moment from Carissa, but also did you also get the tough love? Like, you know, my dad was like, all right, get out of the house. Like, <laughs> did, did, or was it like, there's, um, there's been nothing but support and yep. encouragement for me. Nothing but, in every, every single moment. I might even teach a class. Um, <laughs> I, I, I did send her a text message the other day. I was like, uh, people requested us to work together again, so oh, maybe, yeah. maybe we need to do that. Yeah, I said with my arm. Yeah. Um, but it's uh, for for me. Um, you know, I, I look at it as, uh, you know, somebody who I met who at first was going to be a boss, yep. right? Yep. <laughs> um, be boss first and then like, oh, maybe I can learn something. And then like, you know, this profound friendship Yeah. Um, where I'm like, oh, like what an honor it is to be trusted as a steward of what Meta was, was put here to be. Right. Like I'm walking away with that and saying like a little scared because it's an awesome responsibility. Um, and it's like the sacred trust to, to hold that and be the caretaker for that. Um, so it's, as Molly and I were talking about it, you know, from my perspective, it was like, this is an absolute no brainer. Yeah. Um, absolute no brainer. Like have to, the universe is very clearly saying <laughs> the time is now. Yeah. Um, yeah. And sometimes I need that little kick in the pants to, to, to get me going. Yeah. No, that's, that's we even understood. got both of them to move. Yeah. To <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I bought my first house. Right. Um, we, my wife and I lived in the same apartment in South Portland for over 16 years. Oh, wow. Um, and we bought our first house, uh, in February. We moved in two weeks before the world shut down yeah. yep. and, uh, I now live less than a mile away from where we're sitting right now so oh that's awesome yeah and molly's in yeah. the process of moving down here as well so. <laughs> and you're already my in the hometown area. yeah, yeah. My yeah. Hometown. i think it speaks to the magnetic draw of, uh, <laughs> well Carissa it's and Lindsay. yeah well biddeford's it does have a weird draw like um my absolute favorite coffee shop in the world now is main coast roast like and i know a lot of people out there don't understand how big maine is but I will convince myself, I will be in Brunswick, Maine, and be like, oh, I need coffee. I'm near Biddeford. 50 minutes later, yeah. I'm at the coffee shop. <laughs> you know, so the, this community, Biddeford has changed. And yeah. you both have seen it over the years. I mean, when I 
came back from New Jersey and came back to Biddeford for the first time. I was like, wait, what happened? And I'm, I'm sure you've both, well, you've been in South Portland, so you've seen it go through the progression. And I, I know you're a, you came back a bit before I did, but so when you came back, you must have had the same experience and went, wait, what happened? Yeah, I mean, but I was always coming, coming back. Home, coming home, <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. home like every other weekend. Uh, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I grew up in Pine Point. Um, oh, okay. In Scarborough. Yep. And so it's five miles yeah. away. Yeah. Never came to Saco or Biddeford. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I, neither one. We're yep. just like, nope. Yeah. Which is actually so funny because when we were living in Albany, when I met Lindsay, yep. I would, she'll say it. She's like, she went home every weekend or every other weekend. And she was like, what is the big deal? And I'm like, oh my God, Maine's amazing. Bye, bye, bye. The beach, the ocean. Ah. And then she was like, and now she like lives here. Yeah. <laughs> it was just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this was the big deal. Yeah. Lindsay. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so with everything that you're, you're doing now, Chris, with the online model, so it's not just Maine, like anybody in the world, as long as they follow the time, they can log in, do the thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have scheduled classes okay. um, through metamoves.me, mm-hmm. is our website. And uh, uh, yeah, you sign up for a class and literally anywhere in the world, it's all through Zoom. Um, so it's, you know, we're battling a little bit uh, here locally. It's, uh, we, I, don't, I'm, I love all four seasons in Maine, but yep. I know people are fond of saying like, oh, we live in Maine for the 12 weeks of the year that yeah. we're currently in the middle of. Right. Um, you know, it's beautiful out and there's, uh, you know, after homeschooling and work from homes and all this stuff, there's a little bit of Zoom fatigue that yep. definitely exists out there. So we're battling some of that. Okay. Um, but our hope is that by offering live experiences still, um, that yeah, anywhere in the world, um, you know, and anybody can do it. I've had friends, uh, some friends who live on the West Coast uh, who've taken my classes, um, a friend in Texas who's getting married this weekend. Um, he's going to be taking classes. Nice. Uh, so while getting out of the mindset of, oh, I need to be worried about the whatever it is, 20,000 people that live within a 10-mile radius of here. Yep. Um, you're like, oh, actually, like, no, we're unlimited in the number of people that we could be trying to get out to. And if somebody reaches out to you, there's still an option to do privates with you. Totally. At this awesome yep. co-op space. Absolutely. And what's the name of the space again? It's the Movement in Arts Co-op of York County. So we've been calling it Mac OYC. <laughs> Every time I type it out, I say yeah. Mako YC. Yeah. So I think of like <laughs> the Mako shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works too. But th- yeah. I mean, that's a good point. We're yeah. summertime now. So people are making do, doing classes outside, yep. you know, getting their fitness outside. But as we know, seasons change. Yeah. It's going to start to get yucky out at some point, and, even now. I mean, some, you and know, the weather's super muggy. Un- and weather's unpredictable, right? right. It Where is. A lot of teachers are putting a lot of stock in, like, outside classes. Because, yep. I mean, outside classes are pretty awesome. Like, yep. I get it. Um, but uh, all of a sudden, the weather that day is garbage, and now yep. you have no other recourse, no other option. Right. And maybe you'd be getting 10 or 15, 20 people to your outdoor experience. And that's all of a sudden, whatever is $200, $300. And yeah. now you're not getting in your pocket and you have nothing, no other option available. Right. Um, so having that flexibility mm-hmm. is still an incredible safety net to be able to take yeah. advantage of this space. Yeah. And seeing this space and walking around what you guys have done to change it. Like clean it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make um, it as empty as possible. Well, but because we can maximize with space. six feet social yep. distancing, we have 13 uh, mat spaces yep. roughly um, with some of the high intensity cardio classes they are requiring 14 between. Right. I mean, so that might, you know, take you down to five <laughs> or whatnot. But, it, you know, in most of these small spaces, people can't even accommodate. Right. Right. No, I mean, just, one person. Yeah. So. The, just yeah. the room that we're in, like I could easily see an instructor and definitely two students. I don't think you'd want to push it. But the fact that, OK, this space has it. Yeah, this this yeah. space we're in right now, I think, is 
ideal for personal training yep. for a one-on-one session yeah. or if you're working with two people yeah. at the same time. I wouldn't go beyond that. No. Um, and then your main space, you're right. 13, 15. Yeah. And like, I, I've taped yeah. it all out on the floors too. So people, that way the people come, you know exactly yep. where to put your mat. You know, that's just one other thing that yeah. as a teacher, you don't have to bring your tape measure. It's already yep. kind of laid out on the floor for you. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. So, I mean, um, anybody listening that would be thinking about doing something here, social distancing truly isn't a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clean. Like Carissa said, it's empty. So, <laughs> Because I, I don't know where we are right now with surfaces. Like, surfaces are a concern. They aren't a concern. It keeps flip-flopping. So, I mean, it's... Like yeah, you, we are not providing props. Right. So, that's the other thing yeah. I think most people right now, too, in, you know, even in-person classes, it's right. bring your own mat, bring yep. your own props. Yeah. So, um, I mean, um, see, it seems for sure you guys have done all the right things to get people out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... I love hearing that Meta did not die. Right. Um, <laughs> Me too. Because I, I remember the day, Me too. Oh God, I think it was Google News, made Google News that the yoga studio in Gorham went down after yeah, like Gorham four or five mm-hmm. years or something like that. And immediately I got that pit in my stomach. I'm like, like, it, it like just the, I don't want Meta to go mm-hmm. too. Um, so I'm glad that there was like a passing of the torch and Meta mm-hmm. gets to live and gets to move forward. And who knows? I mean, like you said, there's been requests for Chris and Chris <laughs> to do those classes. Um, the young portion yeah, of any yeah, class. Yeah. <laughs> so, cause people will ask and want to know. So now that you're running this co-op, Chris, mm-hmm. what, what do you, what else are you doing now? Um, I am working as a bankruptcy paralegal, Okay, which yep. is the career I had 10 years ago. So you're um, probably pretty busy. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, right now, yeah. you know, right now the aid is there. Yep. People are living off of, off that extra aid. And there's a lot of people out there making more money <laughs> off the unemployment yep. than they were working. Yeah. Um, but it's going to come to an end. And okay. so we're preparing. Okay. So we're at the point now where, you know, we've had a few business clients yep. and, you know, people are starting to explore their options. Right. Um, and I'm loving the shift. I'm really loving the shift. I have an 11 year old at home. Yep. I have a husband who works traditional work hours. Yep. Um, so being home with my family at night and going to the lake on the weekends right. and just doing home pro like being home. I just, I just need to spend some time. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah. Being home. <laughs> Been four months of yeah. being home. Um, so my job right now, I'm working remote. I'm still yep. going to the office uh, now and again, but it's it's been good. I just need to take a step away. But it's interesting to say that because it's also after 20 plus years of sacrificing nights and weekends mm-hmm. as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? yeah. Yeah. And like we've talked about it, like one of the... I the universe is like so kind to me and like landing me here, um, whatever that was a couple of years back. Um, because it's so hard as a teacher when you're first starting out to be able to find a spot on the schedule. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, and it's so hard to break through and try and even get a teaching job, let alone something that works for, for your schedule. And there's so many nights and there's so many weekends that are just given over to this thing that we love. Um, so now it's like, again, here, like you don't have to do that, right? right. It's, there's spaces during the day that yep. you can set your practice up during the day. You can work with your clients during the day. You don't need to fork over um, yeah. tons of money to a studio to take a prime time spot or right. anything like that. Um, like you are truly like your own boss and setting it up to meet those hours so that way maybe it's just that much easier to find a life work balance yeah yeah awesome so with the career shift are you still doing any like the personal like one-on-one teaching or anything I'm not you, so you're just i'm not yeah i want to be with be yeah just with my that's I, ne- awesome. I need stability right yeah. now and predictability do you ever see yourself going back 
Yes. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's too gifted a teacher yeah. <laughs> to be able to stay away. Um, I need some time to miss it yeah, again. I gotcha. You know, yeah. and, and then to maybe like find that. Because that's what happened, you know, when I moved to New York, essentially. Right. Like I was in this career and I um, left the studio and just stopped teaching. Like yep. just stopped. Um, applied to law school. <laughs> yep. And... And then I missed it. And then yeah. I went to the gym and got a, you know, got a teaching gig and yep. met Lindsay and, you know, the rest is history. Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm sure I, I think anything I do wouldn't be like on a weekly basis. Right. You right. know, to have that commitment, maybe yeah. a pop up here and there or like a donation class or sure. um, a workshop yep. or something along those lines. But so. It's not so, a no. <laughs> I guess it's just, not a hard no. Right. <laughs> but I just need to take a break. Oh, I just need understood. a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get that. Okay. So. Um, but there's so many. I mean, you think about it. Like Chris just pointed out, there are so many teachers out there. Yep. Because let me just tell you, one of the only ways studios stay alive is by doing teacher trainings. Yeah. Right. So more teachers are getting pumped out of these teacher training programs. And there's only so many hours in a week for yep. primetime teaching classes. Yep. Um, so to be able to hopefully be a container for these people to you know, go on their own and and do what they love doing, because they invest a lot. I mean, teacher training is not cheap. Right. You know, twenty five hundred, three thousand dollars. Like. Yeah. For, for the first one. Yeah. For the first right. one. Yeah. 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 So, and, and at Meta, we didn't run, we didn't end up by running our 200 hour teacher training program. We didn't have enough people, honestly, again, just like putting it out there. Um, but that's how most studios pay their rent. Right. Again, using my magic number of 10, you get 10 people paying three grand. This $30,000 is my rent for the year. Yeah. And then everything else, all the class revenue, that's my bread and butter. Yeah. Or yeah. that's why I pay my teachers. Right. You know, we didn't. So. Yeah. Just those are things to consider for people who want to open a yoga studio or, or studio. You know, people that are dreaming of any small business. Right. Look Start at, at the co-op. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and I, I think the a lesson that you could teach a lot of people, and I think Chris is getting that lesson. You got to look at everything. Just mm -hmm. look at everything because having a dream is awesome. Yeah. But you got to look at the dream and go, right. okay, what do I need to do? And it seems like you figured out the model for your and Molly's dream. We're, we're, we're on week two. So, we're <laughs> <laughs> so, so far, we're, we're yeah. okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, it's pretty amazing yeah. seeing what you're both doing. Um, you guys didn't let, I don't even know what to call it anymore. I know. Beat you down. <laughs> Um, the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, we all took a hit during the pandemic. Yeah. Um, some of us stayed down and some of us decided to push back. And I, I see you guys pushing back. Like, yeah, you can, you can, you can wallow and let this just knock you down. Mm -hmm. or you can get up and change and adapt. I've seen that with you too. Like, you're like, eh, all right. Like, I think I wallowed the month of April. Yeah. Like and, all of April. Yeah, <laughs> I it, just wallowed. Know, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's one of those things where um, I, I feel thankful for the support of the people yeah. around me yeah. um, who are nurturing and supportive yeah. and encouraging um, because it's still like hard as hell. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. It's um, coming through this process and thinking about, okay, so how do you pivot? Right? Yeah. Um, what does that look like? And I, I feel like we've been working on the co-op for two months now. Mm -hmm. um, I know we have. Yes. And I swear the website will be fully live and accessible within 48 hours. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's always like one more thing, one more thing. Oh, one more like, thing. Yeah. And then finally it's like, just, this. okay, kick it out of the nest <laughs> yeah. and let it fly. Um, and, uh, <laughs> But it's, 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 I think it's, it hasn't been without heartbreak, I guess, is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And it yeah. hasn't been without tears yep. and with, without like that real sort of existential pain. Yeah. Um, but I think through the relationships and the partnerships that we yep. have, like it's been, we've been able to navigate through it. Yeah. Um, hasn't been easy. <laughs> um, it's been hard as hell, but I think. Again, like if you have a diverse network of people around you that you yep. can draw from, then it just makes it 
that much easier to find that next bit of inspiration. Yeah, that's awesome. So this is the part where we got to get everybody to get to you guys. So if I want to come here mm-hmm. and rent a space, um, because I'm quickly discovering I'm working towards more of a, a based podcast somewhere. I don't see people driving to Bowdoin, Maine to talk on the podcast. Like I'm going to need to be in Southern Maine. So even like, even just looking at the cubicle, I'm like, Oh, okay. <laughs> or that, the coffee table you have. I'm like, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so me as the new person, how do I find out about the space? How do I sign up? Okay. So our website is www.macoyc.com. Okay. You could also email me. Okay. It's info.macoyc at gmail.com. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. So those are the... And then you can just go on the, the website, pick your space. You will literally be able to just go onto the website, yep. see what's available. Um, there's a description and photo of each space. That's awesome. Um, the calendar will show you what's free. It automatically buffers a half hour prior to okay. your schedule time and a half hour after okay. your schedule time. So you actually essentially are getting two hours for the price so of one really two hours for the price of one <laughs> so is, if you can be really efficient in your setup yeah. and your breakdown um that extra time is is That's already great. built into your yeah. rental so okay. yeah you'll be able to go right online click what you want and pay right there awesome so yeah and for people that you know this is something where if you want to do a full day rental yep. or you know a weekend or something like that mm-hmm. um there will be price adjustments okay. obviously like the more you buy the less it is yep. so for anything over four hours you can email me okay and, and discuss yeah. pricing yeah. okay that's we're actually awesome. having a blood drive here in august the red cross oh nice uh, came to see the space and we booked a blood drive so that'll be more people coming through as well which will be great and yeah my first donation as studio owner. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now, Chris, how do everybody get to you and Molly to do the things that you guys are offering for services? Yeah. The best way is through our website, yep. uh, www.metamoves.me. Okay. So metamovesme. Um, <laughs> and uh, right like on the first page, there's a schedule button. You click okay. that and it takes you to... Uh, our schedule of classes and you just sign up right online excellent and um, for our live online broadcast classes yep um, when you sign up uh, you'll be emailed the link uh, the zoom information about 30 30 minutes or so before the class starts okay and um, through the website can me as the student book a private with you or molly yeah we're working on that okay Um, and to have that be bookable through the website. But yep. right now, um, to schedule that or request that or just even to say hello, um, the email address is actually hello at metamoves.me. Okay, excellent. So I they love can go, that. Yeah, that's a great email <laughs> I love address. That. Um, so they can go right through that. And, hey, I'd like to work with you and yep. go right through yep. that. Ask okay. any questions of, of anything. And then it's been nice through this transition. We've had a few um, a few folks who have reached out via email and said, oh, we're so excited for you. And That's awesome. this is a great transition. And they're excited to see where it goes. And, yeah, we love to talk to people. So, Excellent. Well, I want to thank you guys um, for talking to me today. Oh, thank you for I wanna, coming down. Well, I, I want to give credit to Carissa for, because I was already thinking about it. I'm like, all right, they're doing something. I need to know what the something is. This is a great podcast. And 23 in, uh, hours and two minutes later, you sent me a message on Instagram. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, yeah. I've been trying to put into words yeah in a post or writing and I just need to talk about it. (laughs) So I want to compliment you both Mm -hmm. as podcast guests. You guys did great. Mm -hmm. Um, You guys were not nervous like last time, but I think what really came through is I appreciate seeing the passion you both have for what you're doing now. Um, And I really hope it just, you know, picks up. Um, I would love to see the savages in Scandinavia take some of your classes. So I'm really going to encourage that. Um, and I would love to see the community really get into this space. Um, I know for me, even though I live in Bowdoin, which is like an hour away, 
I'm actually super psyched to see this space here because I can be in Southern Maine and talk to people. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking forward to that. So um, again, thank you guys. Um, so as usual, this is Jason with Carnivore and More. If you want to talk to me, uh, email carnivore.more at gmail.com. And I'm changing my message a little bit when I say talk. You can just email if you need some support, having a bad day. Um, I think that's important right now. And not just me, like reach out to your, your whole circle. Um, actually, I want to tell a quick little story. Um, and most people know this, and I think it's important because I'm realizing as I'm getting old how important this is, and it just popped in my head. Uh, back in October, I lost my little brother. Um, tragic accident was really tough. And I came to Meta knowing I could get a hug from Carissa. <laughs> um, so I want everybody to think about that. There's somebody out there that's going to give you a hug, whether it's through email or physical contact. I can give you an email hug, but don't let this, this thing knock you down. As much as it's bothered all of us, just you got to push back. Um, all right. And... Uh, <laughs> If uh, also you can find me on uh, Carnivore and More Instagram. I've really stopped using Facebook and Twitter. Those are my two things. Um, again, thank you guys. And thank you. Stay tuned. We got some more stuff coming up.